gosh. Okay. Hello. Hi. Episode three moment. Episode three moment. Hi. Welcome to A Moment with Ruby and Jackson. I am Ruby. I am Jackson. And we are both 19-year-old creatives. I am based in Nashville, Tennessee. And I am based in New York City, currently living at home in Nashville because of the quarantine global pandemic situation. Ugh. Ugh, 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 But... Today we wanted to have an episode, we're going to call it an iconic moment, to just kind of talk about all sorts of different iconic things that have happened. Yeah, things, people, art, moments. We kind of wanted to do something to to celebrate art as a whole, not Mm -hmm. a specific artist. Um, Something like lighthearted and happy and talk about some some art, whatever that means to you, art. Um, And talk about some of that for a moment. Yeah, and I think like Jackson came up with this idea, which I really like, because I think it kind of focuses more on how we are all turning to art right now during I was gonna say that yes it's really magical and for us to kind of have a happy moment to be happy during all the weirdness and kind of distract ourselves for a little while so Mm -hmm. that we're not all freaked out we're just gonna talk about different things that are like iconic to us iconic to the world we're just gonna share different things and I know this is hard because like we both made these lists like five minutes before we just hit record we're gonna finish this and we are going to be upset that we didn't say something I yeah (laughs) but we do that all the time though like that just happens to us. I think that that is always how it is. We just think too much. I know. Uh, do you want to introduce this little game that you came up yes. with? Yes. So um, Ruby and I thought we would play a little game, just like Guess Who, uh, but we both have made lists of really iconic people that, well, like in our opinion, that we think are iconic people, whether that's celebrities or um, political figures or people from history or people that are currently sharing their art with the world or what have you. And we thought it would just be fun to just play a game for a minute um, because yeah. me and Ruby, fun fact, like c- can never keep it together about anything. <laughs> and we are, we're just going to start like, it's, we're going to lose our minds doing it. I just think it'd be fun because oh, absolutely, it's yeah. something we would probably I do anyway. This is fun. Okay. Should I start? Yes, please start. Okay. Let's do it. So my first person is like, I think the best person in the whole entire world. Um, he wears suits. <laughs> Harry Styles. There he goes. (laughs) Come on. You've got to make it hard. No, I wanted it to be easy just to start it off. Okay, fair. I got really wobbly. Should I do my easy ones first then? Oh, no. I just wanted to start it easy. Now it's your turn. Just do anybody. It doesn't have to be an easy person. This person is, uh, this person was an activist. Mm. Okay. She um, passed away in the 90s. Okay. She is most known for the part of her career that happened in the 60s and 70s, I, I think. Hmm. Um, I have always been a huge admirer. There is... Uh, her, her death is a quote-unquote mystery. Okay. Like, the case was closed and has never been opened again, which, you know, we'll talk about later. Um, oh my god! She, I, really lost. I know. Okay. Maybe I made this one too hard for you. I don't know. She, she did. She did so many amazing things. She, well, she was a drag queen. She was in some bands. She was a performer. Okay. She was a writer. She, but she was an activist. Okay. I think. I okay. think biggest. I have no idea. Okay, Marsha P. Johnson. I knew it. I yeah. did. I was gonna say, I it, but know. I didn't say it. Okay. 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 I didn't know that she passed away in the nineties. Yes. I it was earlier than that. No, she. Um, she passed away. I want. I want to say. I want to say 98 because her okay. best friend, Sylvia Rivera, who like was an activist alongside her, just passed away um, in the 2000s. Oh, OK. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, the, well I, th- I think it's because the like when we talk about her, we talk about her um, like the Stonewall riots, and which is was, which was yeah. 1968. And yeah, yeah, we talk yeah. about the 60s and 70s as like the beginning of the gay rights movement, which she was a part of. And we talk about that more than anything as far yes. as I think her life. Um, but really quickly, I just also wanted to say for anyone who doesn't know who she is, or if you do know who she is, what have you, there is a brilliant, brilliant documentary on Netflix called, um, the death and life of Marsha P. Johnson. And it's all about her and her legacy. And it follows a, um, trans activist that at the time of the documentary was, was pushing really, really hard to have her, um, her murder case reopened because like not, Mm. not to be on a tangent, but essentially what happened is the NYPD kind of wrote it off as a suicide, as a suicide. Everyone close to her said, there's no way this was a suicide. She was not in a bad place. She never would have done that. And there were obvious signs that she had been killed in a hate crime. And um, so yeah, the documentary follows this beautiful, beautiful activist as she tries to get this case reopened. And it's, it's, it's tragic, but um, anyway, that's a little, moment I would that's share. very interesting no yeah I I like that I like that she was on your list that's cute all right my next person I adore her 
she, I believe, was called, like, the mother of America for a while. Jackie Kennedy. Um, there you go! <laughs> you, I, this might, this might be a bad game because I know you too well. I know. I tried to, like, mix it up on you a little bit. Yeah. Miss I love Jackie that. O. I am a huge fan. And my favorite, Natalie Portman. She played her in an amazing movie called Jackie. But, yeah. I really, really like Jackie Kennedy. And it's so cool because I feel like I need to read more into stuff like this, though, because I think she really inspired a lot of, like, the way that American women would dress in the 60s. Yeah. For when sure. JFK was in office because everyone was looking at her. But, I mean, it's very cool because she did kind of start... To my knowledge, you know, a lot of, like, the suits yeah. and the hair. And I, I love that. Well, and also, like, with the whole, like, wave of, quote-unquote, vintage clothing and retro clothing bring, being brought back, you're seeing a lot of her, I think, style influences yes. being, like, reappearing right now. So she had Absolutely, a huge influence, yeah. for sure. She did. All right, you're next. Okay, so this this is going to be easier for you. Um, One of my favorite songwriters. Okay. And one of our favorite bands. Okay. Not from a past life. So like okay. not like like we still love these people. Okay. This band that he's he's the lead singer. Is um, he Nicholas? No, no, he's not from our old. I mean, we still love him, but like no. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I, I do still Maddie love him. Healy. But yes, yes. <laughs> I knew. You, oh I I, I I realized that when I started talking, you were gonna say Nick from Walk the Moon because we we do love them. But that's where it was um, going. Yeah, it's been songwriter. But you said not from a past life. Okay, that's really cute. Okay, yes, Mr. Maddie Healy. Got yep. it. Got it. Oh my god. Okay, good one. All right, my next one is also a musician, considerably okay. one of the best musicians of all time. You and I both love him. He practically invented the color purple. Oh, Prince. There you go. Oh, have you ever? I seen... was gonna. What? what? Say. Talk. What? Oh, I said I was gonna put him on my list because I, I, when I was writing my list, I looked over and I have um the people time, uh, the people time, the people magazine cover oh, with him on cute. it on my wall, and I was like, I should put Prince, the collector's edition. Well, anyway, what were you gonna I say? Beat you too. I was gonna say, have you seen Purple Rain the movie? I have not seen because it because I think it's on Netflix right now, and I think you need to see it because <gasps> oh, it's I amazing. have to put it on my list. I want to see it so bad. I, I know that it, it was showing at our theater the day that he passed away. I and went I, to go see it. I didn't get it. to I go see, see it. it. Was it beautiful? That's, that was a year ago today. Not a today? year ago. Wow. I meant like today is the the mark. Anniversary. Yeah. Wow. That was... We I were, believe we were, we were freshmen. freshmen. We were yeah. freshmen. Because I found out when I was in Spanish class and I only had that freshman year. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> oh, my turn. Okay. She is a pop singer. Okay. She hasn't reached the level of fame for pop star yet, I don't think. She is very well known. You do know her. You know that she's one of my all-time favorites. It's, it's not, not Charlie XCX. Oh, no, it's not Dua Lipa. Okay. Um, it's not Dua or Charlie. Okay. But I love you. I love you for is knowing that. Is it Kim? That. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's Kim Petras. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was Kim Petras, you guys. Ugh. Um, okay, my next one. This one, I'm, I'm worried you might not get the name. Okay. Try me. But, okay. He is very much known for his narration and his spooky voice. Mm. Like, I'd love for him yep. to narrate my life. He wrote and narrated his episodes, like, all the episodes of his spooky series in the early 60s. Oh, man. But it's okay if you don't know his I name. I know the show. It's Twilight Zone, right? Yes, and it's, it's okay. Rod Serling. Oh, I never would have gotten that. Okay. Oh, my gosh. But you, I know you knew him. Oh, He's but great. I, I, I just wanted him. to say that because I've been really watching it lately. His voice is just so good. Yeah. And I do think he at least wrote every single episode even if there were some co-writes i think he mm -hmm. wrote all of it that's so amazing I'm, I'm obsessed with that but yeah that's that's one of my people oh, i love that um okay this is gonna be easy okay i'm gonna give you one clue okay my number one all time will marry at any day of the week celebrity crush. chris evans yes <laughs> <laughs> i was like army hammer or chris evans yeah. i couldn't i couldn't, couldn't quite an army hammer chris evans like <laughs> It's sad that there's a big list, but there is. I know, but no, it's not sad. It's no, fun. Your list it's is bigger. It's fun that there's a big list. Yeah. Okay, my next one. I know you know who she is. Okay. If you can't get her. I think you could, though. So she was a jazz singer mm -hmm. in, like, the 30s to the 50s, I think, up until Ooh. her passing. Okay. She has one of the most beautiful <clears throat> vocal styles ever. And I think you would know her, like, she sings a very beautiful version of I'll Be Seeing You. Hmm. Her name is Billie Holiday. Oh, I, I know Billie Holiday. I was, 
I was going to say two other people, neither of which were in the 30s. But okay, yes. <laughs> Billie <laughs> no, yeah, Holiday. It's very interesting. She was like a nightclub singer in the early 30s, I think, when she was discovered. So oh, it's, wow. it's way earlier than I even expected. Because I know yeah. she was really huge in the 40s, but I do think in the 30s it was very big too. I just wanted to mention her because her voice is so amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really, I think, been a lead for a lot of vocal styles. And I even think she was nicknamed something like Lady Day. Like, oh, that's, that's cute. so cute. Well, and also the, the 30s through 50s was one of the most, like, um, influential times for music. Like, every genre yes. just really changed and was influenced so heavily by the artists at the top of that genre. Do you know what I'm saying? Like That's very cute. Yeah, um, I never thought of it like that. So, like, Billie Holiday, I'm sure she had, like, an insane amount of influence on, like, the music that we still hear today because it was really being Absolutely. formed then. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that a lot. I totally agree. I totally agree. Okay, so my next person is also a singer that I know okay. you love and adore. I'm, I don't okay. I don't know the right clues to give you to not mm. give it away though. Okay, so okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 60s and 70s. I think it might have been okay. 70s. I'm thinking I'm thinking 70s. Um, there is a musical about her that I saw when it came to Nashville. She she was a she was a songwriter. Carol King. Yes, girl. What? Oh my that was God. good. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because that I went good. to that play too. The musical. I went to. The yeah, beautiful. Too. Oh, it's such a good show. She wow, Carol that was King good. is amazing. She She's, influences yeah. a lot of music. I think still today, especially mm-hmm. with her piano style, like her piano yes. based songs. She she's wonderful. And to this day, she is still one of the most iconic people alive. I really want to say that. Yeah, no, I read a very good book about her. I wish I could remember the name. She Her story is very interesting. I really yeah. liked her musical uh, because there's so much more than we ever knew. Yes. And I, so I, felt, like, more. I felt like the musical did a really good job of um, telling a story but not distracting from performance if that makes sense Absolutely. like they they found no, a lot yeah. of ways to go from like parts of her writing the song into like the supremes performing it. i thought it was really cute but also um if i was like i was gonna tell you this actually but if anybody has a chance jesse mueller who is this absolutely insanely beautiful and amazing broadway performer that i've gotten to see i think twice um played played carol in the original broadway cast uh, of beautiful there's a beautiful video of her accepting her tony award for that role and she's Aww. she talks all about she says like th- like obviously thank you to Carol who was at the Tonys and she was like um, talking about how she's become a better person in the show because she's had to learn what Carol went through and still had to come out of it a better person and it's just this really beautiful speech about it. Wow, so yeah, that's it's on YouTube. That's beautiful. <laughs> okay, your turn. I have one more. This is my last one. Me too. She is one of the like most common old movie stars. Like when you think of old Hollywood, you have to think of her. It's not who you're thinking of right she now. She's on your though. wall behind you right now? Like No. Okay. She is over there a bunch though. <laughs> okay. She is so beautiful. She um let me think, let me think. She was a very big activist. Huge. But she was in Breakfast at Tiffany's. She was in oh. Funny Face. Audrey Hepburn? Yes. Okay. I went straight to Judy. Oh, cute. No, very Taking close. Judy. Okay. But I really love Audrey. She is one of my like daily inspirations. I yeah. idolize her just like a lot of other people in the we world can tell. do. Um, so <laughs> I, I do love her. She like invented a different kind of elegance, I think. And the way that she carried herself, I really admire. And her yeah. kindness and her generosity was like illuminating. That's beautiful. She's amazing. And this is something cool I saw the other day. So I saw it on Instagram from an Instagram account called Hepburn's Magic. So she was in this movie called Sabrina with Humphrey Bogart. It's very good okay. if anyone needs to see it. Uh, and she was wearing this black cocktail dress by Givenchy. Ooh. And the caption said, in a quote, it became a fashion sensation after the film's release. Givenchy said that he adapted his design to Audrey's desires as she wanted a bare shoulder evening dress modified to hide her collarbone. Oh, and yeah. that's like how a cocktail dress, like a black cocktail dress became so popular. I think that's so wow. cool. That's amazing. Like, I had I, no I never idea. Knew that. I had no idea, but I, I really liked that detail. It made me very happy the other day. Okay. Last person. Yes. This person is one of my favorite creatives in the whole world. Okay. He is a writer and producer. Mm. I could talk about him for days on end. Um, oh no! He okay. is responsible for many of our or many of my favorite TV shows. Uh, Ryan Murphy. Yes. Okay, that was yes. where I went first, but I didn't yes. know if that's yes. where we were. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> I 
like I just adore him. I have I have a whole spiel about him later. So oh my god, but, yay! Oh, okay. also, can I can I say one quick thing? Yeah, of course. Um, when I was talking about Marsha P. Johnson and I talked about the documentary, I completely forgot the name of the activist, amazing trans queen that I was literally talking about. Her name is Lorena Borjas, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, she is the like the documentary about Marsha focuses on her, and she is trying to reopen the case. And it's anyway, it's a beautiful documentary. And she unfortunately passed away um, on March 30th because oh. of uh, COVID. Like, no just way. A few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh my March gosh. 30th, 2020. Oh my gosh. Oh I remember God. I was I was writing an article about about her for the blog and it, I I was researching her and it said that she passed away the day before I was writing it. Wow. Yeah, and it was wow. and and I'm I'm I need to look it up. I'm really curious where her work got with yeah. with Marcia's case because I mean at the end of the documentary it's she's still trying. It's it it's so. Anyway, I I wanted to. to put wow. her name in there I, I did not mean I completely forgot about her or to forgot what her name was well love to her family and her friends yeah. that is so terrible she, she she really dedicated her entire life to to um campaigning for for trans rights and so she's a really important figure I think that is beautiful all right well that was our fun I like game. that <laughs> we're, we're insane Do we just want to talk about like different art pieces that we like whether that be like movies songs yeah I think I think we're gonna do just an iconic moment yeah Ruby and I also just made some lists of just, I, I keep saying art pieces because to me they, they really are like works of art, like either moments in history that we think were extremely iconic or maybe like a movie scene or a song or um, something that happened that was just like iconic. I don't know. I really just want to like rejoice in some like happy parts of life that we love right now. So Just have fun. Yeah. I know we, I think right now it's really important to still be aware of everything in the world. Yeah. And I know it kind of gets hard because of also what is happening that we mm-hmm. all are being so impacted by, but we are all turning to art. It's a beautiful thing. I think yeah. we should also acknowledge how we are. And we can still have funny, cute conversations and talk about the yeah. things that we're passionate about and that we love because now is a time to really sit with those things as well. And I know a lot of those cute little spiels that Jaxie and I might have throughout this <laughs> have been said in our past two episodes. Yes. But they're still just as important now as they were like last week. So why don't you start with like an art piece that you like? Sure. So this this is going to get complicated to talk about. But okay. um, I know that I said we're talking about iconic art pieces. The reason that I put this on my list was because this is something that I first read as uh, as a poem. And it was it was extremely beautiful. I just found it. I found it really. What is the yeah. word? Oh, my God. Really. He is at a loss for words. Ooh. OK, so um, <laughs> I mentioned Marsha. I mentioned Lorena. I mentioned Sylvia Rivera a little while mm-hmm. ago, who yes. was Marsha P. Johnson's best friend, was a um, trans activist in the 60s, was there for the Stonewall riots, was um was all over that kind of stuff. So she, she has a, a speech. There's a video of her giving a speech at, um, at a, a rally, a gay rights rally. Um, and the speech is called y'all better quiet down. And when I first read this speech, what I, what I think is interesting about this is when I first read this, I never would have guessed at the time what it was really about. So the speech is her, I mean, essentially if you watch the video, it's, I mean, it's really emotional and it's really shocking how, how apparently angry you can tell she you can just see like the anger and the frustration and the um she's like pleading in this speech and and um I always I always reading it I I thought it was it was her speaking to to oppressors to the government to people that were transphobic homophobic racist things that were that she was activating for um and then I I found the video and I read about it and she's actually speaking to at at a gay rights rally to a group of, of queer people talking about transphobia in the queer community, which I think is a really important thing that we don't speak about a lot. And it's this, mm-hmm. this idea of, um, of bringing together the, the intersection of, of sexuality and gender identity, which are two completely different things, but both I think in history have been put on the same playing field almost as far as rights and the way they are looked at and respected or not respected and the people that they apply to and, and, are part of those communities they it's it's in history has joined everyone together and there's a huge problem even now um of transphobia in the queer community and basically what's happening is this whole crowd of white cis gay men basically are booing her they don't want her to speak for them they don't want her to be there they don't because she's a trans woman of color and it's it's like it's like so sad to me it's it's so frustrating but she the, the speech is really powerful it's it's I don't think it was pre-written. She basically said, give me that mic. I'm going to say what's up. And she said, I, I've been arrested. I've had my nose broken. I have given my whole life to this movement. And for 
you to treat me like this is horrific and disgusting. Um, okay. So in the, I read an article about the speech and it talked about how she was addressing, um, the fact that, that she's kind of being led, like she as a trans woman who is trying to join and be part of this movement, feels like she's being led by gay white men and, um, queer women who don't see her as a queer woman Wow. and, um, how she feels extremely marginalized in a group of marginalized people. And I just think it's a, it's a That's topic that crazy. we're still dealing with. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's a really iconic moment. It's, um, it's on YouTube. If you look it up, Sylvia Rivera, y'all better quiet down. It will be ring. It'll either make you just freeze and not know what to do or bring you to tears. It'll just chills everywhere. It's a really, um, powerful moment in history. I think that, no, I love that. I need to look that up. Cause I have, I didn't know about that, but I think it's, it's, really it's very crazy that that is still something that can be so applied. That mm-hmm. is so heartbreaking. Yeah. That that can still be so relevant right now socially. Uh, I uh, I don't even have any more to say. It is heartbreaking. Just cause I, well, for obvious reasons, but it's, it is heartbreaking. And I think that it's really important that anyone, well, eh, not to state the obvious, but I think it's really important that anyone who um is part of a marginalized group, but might have more privilege or, or a bigger platform. I think it's important that they, that they say these things like, I'm like I said, I'm white and I'm not trans. I'm cis, which unfortunately just kind of gives me privilege that trans people of color don't have, oh. and it, which is ridiculous. But like people like me might have more of a chance to say that than people than than um, trans people of color or queer people of color. Yeah. That really, if you, I mean, you can look at statistics and and gerrymandering and redlining and all the things about politics that are messing everything up. And it's you know them not only do they feel like they have no voice, but a lot of times they're being shown that they don't have a voice yeah. and they feel like they don't have a voice when they should and they do. And so I just, I think it's important that if you are somebody who has that privilege and that opportunity, please try to bring that conversation um, up. All right, I'll, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I think that was a very important thing to be said because again, these are conversations that strangely aren't being had yeah. when it feels mm-hmm. like they should be. I think that it's a very important point that you have made. And I do think it's very important to think about. And I definitely will go watch that. I just, that brought me chills just hearing you talk about it. It's, that is crazy. Well then, and and, I'm sorry to keep going, but like to when, I think when you watch it and you think about, okay, if I was there on that day, where would I be in the, not whose side would I be on, but to think that I would probably be in that crowd that she's talking to. And to think that anybody would think that I do not support them like that after I know that they have given their life and their time and they've been arrested they have been they've had bones broken they've been beaten they've been assaulted they've i mean all these things and just to just to stand on a on a stage and say that i deserve rights as a human to know that somebody is saying what she's saying to those people to me like that would break my heart and i can't, i just cannot imagine sit, standing there and not supporting uh, a woman like that anyway that's an amazing moment you had I think that's very powerful because there are moments like that that are very strangely not popular yeah enough to where people in general know what that is right I find it I find it very interesting um mine is very different my my first little moment <laughs> I know I kind of went off <laughs> no I love that I love that you went off that was very informative okay. it really was very powerful I I didn't know that that was something that she had said or that that's something that is still so relevant right now well, my first little art piece, this is a very interesting thing that I am very fond of. Like, I think right now, kind of what we're seeing a lot in um, pop culture or in media is we are recreating mm-hmm. things from the past. So, like, some yeah. music videos will have concepts that either recreate, like, a music video from the 60s or stuff like that. And I, I do really like that. I think that's very cute. But something that I really like, so Marilyn, she did the number, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, in yep. the film Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Very amazing. The whole pink pink ensemble, yeah. the whole dance. Beautiful. And in, I believe, I'm going to say 1985. It might, it could have been 1984, but Madonna put out a music video for her song Material Girl, and it was her re- like recreating no that. Way. And I think I that is just it. so cool. Because, you know, some people will, like, recreate Madonna now. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's just, it's very cute because even, like, the subjects of the songs are the same. I think I was it about was to a say, very yeah. perfect idea. And that's that's something I really like that I think will always be iconic. But it's just very interesting to see because, not saying that that was, like, forever ago, of course. But yeah. it's very interesting that, you know, generations ago... Madonna was doing that and now we're here where people are like recreating Madonna moments from 1985 it's very I I thought it was very cool that was very cool but what's your next art art okay so um this is this is like so off off base from where I was like five minutes ago but (laughs) 
if you haven't seen this is a performance um so lady gaga did um a, a lady gaga and the muppets holiday spectacular oh <laughs> a, like several years ago and she has this amazing song called fashion which is off her mm-hmm. amazing album art pop which if you mm-hmm. haven't heard or don't know what it is please just go listen to it <laughs> um it is my favorite gaga album it is and oh it's yeah my all-time favorite I, it's permanently tattooed on my arm for the rest of my life so <laughs> i hope i continue to love it um she performed that she performed the song fashion with rupaul and oh my it, God, was, it was so good i just mean when you see it like first of all like when you think about it it makes sense that they are performing together but then when you watch it it's like how could she have never done this before how did yeah. this not happen before okay it yeah. is rupaul looks amazing she comes out in this like it's like a white blonde wig with a blue dress and gaga's got these like five foot heels on and the Muppets are in the corner, like dancing to it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just so, it's just so good. And I, I lose my mind every time. Cause it, go, it pans from like Gaga and RuPaul, like bopping out to the song and the Muppets are just like bouncing in their little seats. And I, I just, I lose it. It's just so funny. Uh, I watch it every, I watch it every uh, holiday season. Cause I, <laughs> I think it's just so like, it's like so good. Like that, like two of the biggest, I think like biggest um icons in the world. I just, come on. And that's such the song perfect. I love that. I love that. that yeah. That's really, really good. Is it my turn? Yes, it is yes, your it turn. Yes, it is. Okay, this one. This is a very recent one. And I also want to say, like, with us talking about what's iconic, I think these are more like obviously what's iconic to us in our eyes. Our opinions. Also to the world, but in our opinions too. So like this one. So I am a very big fan of Sharon Tate. She was a beautiful movie star yes. in the sixties. Gorgeous. Um, and recently, a film called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. It was, oh my gosh. I believe, like, the ninth film from Tarantino? Ninth? Yeah, it was, it was his ninth film, ninth. yeah. Uh, it's amazing, obviously. Love it. It was, like, my favorite movie of the year of 2019. But Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate. And it was so right. Story. And it was so right. And I was very nervous because I am very, very opinionated when it comes to yeah. character portrayals of Sharon because of the contents of a film, because of her tragic death which you know she's so much more than that but I really love how Margot played her and there's this one scene in the movie where she goes to see the wrecking crew like a Sharon movie in the theater and I love that scene so much like makes me cry and gives me goosebumps every time I see it it was really cute it's very beautiful and very cute and that's just a little moment I wanted to mention that I think will be iconic in my eyes forever kind of and I know it made a huge impact on people who like Sharon too because you know I follow a bunch of like fan pages or pages dedicated to her and I always love to read about the different way that Tarantino went about portraying Sharon because he really cared Mm -hmm. and he reached out to her family and he really wanted it to be right to just kind of show what she was like as a person which is so good yeah she did a beautiful job that was and also on that movie the way they kind of rewrote that story and rewrote history for a bit really amazing I thought was powerful and really good that whole movie yeah. was I, we saw it a couple times didn't we we did see it, a it was times. so funny the opening night though that was ugh, i'm gonna have a story time right now opening night okay Do it. i had been waiting for this movie for like months and months and months so i dragged jackson and our best friend maya out <laughs> and i'm there i'm really early at the movie theater waiting to yep. see it at like eight o'clock and i think how old are we we were like 18 we were 18 yeah um but so because it's like rated R and we are teenagers, we did need our IDs and I left my ID at home <gasps> oh my and I had God. the biggest freak out and we I missed the first 20 minutes of the movie because Maya said, get in my car. We were going to your house. We were getting yeah. your ID and we were going and we still saw the rest of like the two to three hour length movie, but we saw it again. That too. was a traumatic night. We definitely saw it multiple times and I now own it. So <laughs> <laughs> you own the rights to it. You legally own the film. <laughs> No, that was funny. But what about you? Next art piece. Go, go, go. Um, okay. So this is one that I actually was wondering if you have on your list. Okay. Because I never would have remembered this if you hadn't. Like, I, I've seen it before, but you uh, emphasized it And oh. as far as me uh, becoming an art lover. And this is like, okay. I think about this all the time. Like, when I, was, when I first had my idea for this episode, yeah. this is the one thing I thought about mentioning. Or that okay. I thought you were going to mention. Okay. Okay. So in 1992... There was a movie called Batman Returns. And I think that the scene where Catwoman turns into Catwoman is one of the most, first of all, like brilliantly filmed scenes. I, I think it looks good. Like, I just think it looks nice. Was it 92? Um, was it not the it 80s? Was, it was 92. I looked it up. No way. Yeah. 
Wow. Um, okay. And who who plays Catwoman? Is that Michelle Pfeiffer? Yes, it is Michelle yes. Pfeiffer. Um, amazing actress. I mean, love her, but like she's an amazing actress, and I think that she. I don't know how she went about discovering that role for herself yeah. while she was filming, but she, that that scene is is extremely iconic i think and i love just that movie. look up the one scene just i don't even know if i've seen the whole movie in so long just but i've i've seen that scene 12 times in the last I month i love the just, scene too where she's like uh, cartwheeling through the i guess yes. it's a store i can't really remember i haven't seen it in a while myself i love her as catwoman oh my yeah the, she is amazing throughout the whole movie i i love that movie that i love that you said that i actually did not put it on my list but that is amazing my next one's funny i thought this was literally going to be what you were going to say okay my art piece right my little moment of art is the entire marvel cinematic universe (laughs) because we love her so much but i was gonna say i think what's really gonna be iconic is obviously all of the movies but specifically infinity war and endgame and more specifically when cap captain america picks Uh, up mjolnir spoiler no one's gonna everyone's seen it i'm just kidding i'm just kidding it's not a spoiler if you haven't seen it when captain america picks up thor's hammer that like come on it's the most like, iconic scene in, in cinematic the history when that happened and everyone's screaming I know. that it's gonna guys, live on forever i just wanted to mention that because it's so perfect here is my story time i remember when that came out because um i have a friend that lives like an hour and a half away and, and a couple times over from where i am at the night that i um i don't know if it was the night it came out or the night after but i had just I gone and driven after. i think it was the night after i just gone to driven to pick up my best friend cheyenne from where she lives and she was staying with me for the weekend and um we didn't get back until like seven and we had to go to a thing for school at seven 30 and we were there till like nine. And I was like, Cheyenne, listen to me. You don't understand how bad I have to see this movie. And I dragged poor Cheyenne to the theater at 10 30 to see Endgame. I remember that. I got home at like one in the morning, but the Ugh. audience like screeched when that happened. Like the audience love, reaction was amazing. I love that. I, I saw a video crazy. of that recently on Twitter of someone who like recorded, like everyone yep, screaming. Yeah. It gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Everyone freaking out about that. Yeah. I just, I wanted to know that because I think that's mega important. Period. Your turn. Okay. Y'all ready for another tangent? Because here we go. <laughs> so, um... Obviously, I love musical theater, and one of my favorite musicals of all freaking time is called Spring Awakening. Um, Jonathan Groff was in it. Leah Michelle was in it. I think... Um, <gasps> Together? Yeah. That's cute. I had no idea. It was amazing. Somebody else was in it that I... Oh, the guy from Pitch Perfect was freaking in it, I think. What guy? Skylar Astin. Do I even know who that is? Well, the listeners do. I'm going to look him up. I think he was. I, if I'm wrong, that's embarrassing. But I remember watching it and thinking that looks exactly like him. Anyway, the um, so it's one of my favorite shows ever. But it was on Broadway for a few years. And I want to say like 2006-ish. And a few years ago, it was revived on Broadway. And if you know me at all, you know that I am so annoyingly opinionated about Broadway revivals. Which ones you should and which ones you shouldn't and why you should do it. And Okay. Um, Long story short, I really believe that the point of reviving a show is to give it a whole new meaning and to bring a a new message to a new audience at a new time. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is so coincidental with my next art. Wait, really? Yeah. But keep going. Oh my God. Exciting. Okay. Um, there is a theater on Broadway. It's the only theater that caters to deaf people and that caters to, um, like a, like deaf audiences. It's called deaf West. And there was a production of spring awakening revived there uh, a few years ago. And, um, I think at least when I heard about it, like I didn't really, I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't really know a lot of people that really knew what that meant. Like how, how do you yeah. revive a show and, and cater it to a, an audience of people that are deaf? And it ended up winning. I think it won best revival that year. And the first thing that I ever saw of it was it was on the Tony awards. They had a performance and it's one of the most moving things that you will ever watch the whole, I'm not supporting watching bootlegs, but the whole thing is illegally recorded and posted <laughs> on YouTube and it's brilliant. And and I'm going to be short and sweet, but like essentially I think for every role they had a hearing actor and a deaf actor playing each role. Oh, wow. And I remember one of my favorite moments in the whole show in this revival is, is a scene where, um, the lead girly, her name is Wendla. She, um, is singing a song and she's looking into a mirror and the way they did it on deaf West is there was, there was no mirror. There's just the frame mm-hmm. and the deaf actress was, was signing the song and on the other side of the mirror was a hearing actress playing guitar and singing it looking at her oh, and it's the same character wow. like it, it, it just gives you chills 
Or like there's one scene, one of my favorite songs where the deaf actor is like on a table, like signing and doing it. It looked so, it was so amazing. Um, and they're in school. And so the blackboard of the classroom, like lit up and the, there was a silhouette of a guy behind it, like rocking out to the song and playing guitar and sing and actually singing it. Like it's, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful way to tell the same story in a different, in a new form. And yeah. not to mention the amount of, of deaf actors that it gave jobs to. Are you kidding me? It's, it's amazing. And, and I mean, I, I remember watch, I watched, I watched the recording online and they, um, I watched a lot of interviews and, and stuff about it. My favorite, well, one of my favorite Broadway directors, Michael Arden did it, um, directed it and his, his husband, Andy Mantis was in it. And they were talking about the choreography and how they wanted to make, they incorporated sign language as part of as part of the choreography like the whole cast would sign but also they're doing like dance moves at the same i just think it's such a brilliant um a brilliant way to revive a show and it 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 changes everything about i mean i mean this is a show that's based in um what what like it's based in germany a couple hundred years ago like it's not like it's today or in america but watching it especially i think at that time this was 2015 ish i think okay especially watching it at at, a t- at that time and in this new like form of storytelling I think it just it was so beautiful and I it was such an iconic moment and I really recommend anyone should go look it up on YouTube that's so. amazing I had no idea that that know, was a production really at cool. all that's amazing that that like makes me want to cry <laughs> I know it's I just think it's brilliant also I forgot to say this um it, it also in that cast was the first handicapped woman to ever be on Broadway really she, she's yeah she's in a wheelchair and she and then oh. she was in the revival of Oklahoma that won best revival last year Oh, wow. She won. She won a Tony for best leading actress in a revival last year. That's very interesting that that's so recent too for that to begin. I know. But I, think, I know. You know. That's amazing though. I think that that's very beautiful. Yeah. You have some really good points to make here. Well, my next one kind of goes along with the um, sense of revival and storytelling, and it is like a star is born in the a star is born movies. i was gonna say that i wasn't sure if you were going <gasps> Funny, to I know yes. you are because obviously we are gaga fans if it's not very obvious and i literally would do anything for bradley cooper and <laughs> we are big fans of the latest revival i have seen i haven't seen all of judy garland's but i have seen barbara streisand's and it's very beautiful okay. so i think there are four right there are four I, total. well oh was it i thought there was maybe you're right i uh, let me look there was up. Barbara, Judy, Gaga, and there was one more before Judy, but I think it was a movie about an actress, not a singer. So it was about an actress, but it was a movie. Like, I remember thinking it was, um, maybe it was a play. I think it was a play. Okay, yeah. Know. No, so, I mean, it's not telling me what it was, but it was in 1937. Yeah. It, I wonder. Yeah, it was a film. It was a 1937 okay. film. I was very mixed up. Okay, yeah, but it was about an actress. Yeah, there was something, there was, there was a, a plot point was different. I think it's that she was an actress, not a singer. Yes, she was. Okay. But see, I like that. I think uh, it's tricky because when it comes to reboots and revivals, obviously some, like you said, need to be done yeah. or don't. And I think it's hard because a lot of people are just remaking stories to remake them. Mm-hmm. But what I have noticed with what I have seen of the Stars Born films, it's very, very much retelling a beautiful but tragic love story, yeah. but really applying modern sides to it yeah. and i think obviously we love the gaga one love it for her love it for him but i yeah. think it was it's a very beautiful way of telling such real scary things that happen to people in certain industries and also just in life i i'm just a very big fan of the concept of how they have revived that well and also i was going to say um the first one being about an actress is that judy garland barbara streisand and lady gaga are all um famous singers like i think they also could have yes. maybe written that differently to to help support their career to cater that yeah because i it definitely each one makes sense i haven't seen the 1937 one and if there's a way to then i'll definitely do it i'd love to and i know i haven't seen judy's in full okay barbara's is really good too it's so sweet she looks so cute in it her nails are amazing i know i've seen pictures of her i love her. you should watch that one i don't know if it's still on netflix but i know it was a few years ago but yeah i just wanted to point that out because i think that does go on a list of good revivals that are accepted yes agreed (laughs) what i think makes those good revivals is is it's really not the same story it's the same idea but it's 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 giving each artist different like it, it, it gave gaga and bradley cooper a chance to tell like a I don't know the same story but in a completely different way mm-hmm. like it's it's, exactly. it's which I think again is, is a beautiful um point of a revival okay I have three left 
But two of them don't need to be said because they're just funny, weird Why? ones that I thought. Because they're like, I don't know. Say them. Like one of them just is a memory with them you. Right now. Say both of oh, them right okay. now. Okay. Well, the first iconic <laughs> moment, this isn't a work of art, but like oh the first day that Ruby and I ever saw a movie together. <gasps> no, I just thought about it. And so I put it on my list. I just thought it was cute. It's an iconic moment. Guys, can I tell the story? Yeah. We're going to sound like, we're going to sound horrible for this. So there was this one day, um, March 29th, 2018, um, yes. <laughs> uh, where we were in school and we got put under tornado warnings. So we were all lit out at 1130 in the morning and um ruby and i decided to see a movie um but what's crazy is this is like our <laughs> first time because jackson and i now we are big people like we Such go to the movies now. yeah we go see every movie ever but this was the start so it's kind of shocking that i was like hey jackson will you just <laughs> go see love simon with me at 12 o'clock and then we saw annihilation we did. But keep telling your story. I didn't mean to interrupt oh, you. Oh, anyway. Time. No, I was just going to say that's like such a, that, like I think about the day all the time and I'm like, wait, we saw two movies. I drove you, t- I drove you to drop your car off at the car repair place, I think. <laughs> I got a car wash. We had lunch and I don't know. I just like, it's iconic to me. And then my other thing I was going to say is Halloween in New York City because that's, that's, that was a beautiful experience for me. Oh, that's so cute. I got to have my first Halloween. I got to have my first Halloween in New York this past year and um, it was just beautiful. See, I like that because I think they're like, I like how people can say that like certain things are iconic to them in their own lives. Yeah. I think that's so cute. I love that. I think Ruby's iconic. I'll say it. Oh, wow. I think Jackson's pretty iconic. Can you guess this wow. one? The most amazing human in the world. Can you guess who that oh my is? Oh, God. Um, yeah, Kira <laughs> Honestly. Finn Wolfhard. Okay. Wait, that's funny you say Finn Wolfhard because I'm on to my next, my next bullet point on my list. Yep. Can y'all guess it? <laughs> yep. Say it, girl. Stranger Things 3. My favorite show in the whole entire world. My favorite show is Stranger Things. And this one specific moment is in Stranger Things 3, the third season. What I And say? it's where Nancy and Jonathan, they were <laughs> like interns at Hawkins Post. Yes. And Tom was the name of, I guess, the boss guy. Yeah. There's this amazing camera shot where they're in his office and he's like screaming at them about something they did. And he stomps and the camera like turns with his stomp yeah oh it's just so amazing it gives me chills i love that i really wanted to talk about that because that's really cool no i love that i i think we need to um i love when you talk about like camera camera work in movies and like you you just you just have such an appreciation for it that i I hear so few people talk about so i think it's oh wow i'm very flattered thank you yeah i just that's a big one i've been thinking about because i've i rewatched season three the other day so okay so listen to me i know that Ruby and I are not the only 19-year-old people that love Twilight, okay? So don't tell me <laughs> I that I'm a child. I put this on my list earlier, and then I deleted it because I didn't know if I should say yeah. it. Don't tell me that I'm wrong when I say that I'm Team <laughs> Edward. I'm not going to debate that. That being said, can we talk about the fact that one of the most iconic <laughs> scenes... What's about to happen? In, well, iconic and tragic, but iconic scenes <laughs> in cinematic history? I don't know. Y'all, the fight scene in Breaking Dawn Part 2. Listen, oh my god, I li- oh my god, we could talk for hours. You're right. I You can't trust someone, I don't think, if they're not a Twilight girl. Can you trust I have them to if agree. they're not a Twilight girl? No. I don't think you can. <laughs> but that fight scene, I saw the midnight premiere of that. I was in like fifth yeah. grade, don't get it twisted. <laughs> but I saw the midnight premiere, and when Carlisle... Like, it was the worst theater, moment of my life. The entire theater was shaking. I, I really thought it was over for me that... That one hurt bad. I'm very proud of you for putting that on your list. That makes me feel Thank you. I just couldn't leave it out. I mean, come on. Okay. The last thing I want to say, this is very interesting, but I put it on the list. I don't really know why. But so I love songs that say, whether it's in the title or it's just in the lyrics, that use the phrase heart and soul. Yeah, you do. That's a very weird thing for me to say, but I do. Like one of my favorite songs is Heart and Soul by Huey Lewis and the News. But there's also songs like Heart and Soul by the Cleftones, or like when Frank Sinatra will sing it in some songs. I just love, I love when people say that. And I also love when, like, the phrase magic touch is used in songs. Do you? I love it. Like, magic touch by Kiss. You've got the magic touch by the Platters. Or, like, when it's just said in the song, like, Hot Girls in Love by Loverboy. I, I don't know why, yeah. but, like, Heart and Soul and Magic Touch, they're, like, little special, little special phrases for me. But that's my last thing. That's just important for me. But I do have a little list here of things that I want to talk about. Okay. I do too. Which I guess, okay. Well, okay. I just talked about most of mine, but I have three more things that we can discuss. Go ahead. Okay. You talk about one or do you want me to go ahead? 
Well, you have more than I do, I think. I do. Well, so here's, this is kind of breaks down into two things, but the first one. So again, Bewitched. I love that show so much. Of course. The main character is Samantha Stevens. Love her. She's a witch and she's married to a mortal being named Darren Stevens. And so Darren Stevens was played by Dick York from seasons one to season five, but he was then replaced by Dick Sargent in season six until the end of the series. Okay. So the studio in the show replaced Darren with this other actor without saying anything. Like they just full on replaced him. So people who watch the show flipped their lids, like lost their marbles. Oh my God. Boycotted the show. Absolutely. We're not okay with it. And like, I kind of understand. I think we can fight all day long. I love Dick Sargent as Darren too. I love them both, but I knew he was going to be replaced. I knew the reasoning. It wasn't really dramatic. It was like personal choices that were being made. But that was a really big deal in TV history. And so after that, this thing was formed that's called the Darren Syndrome, which is in film or TV when, like, characters are switched out and they say nothing. Like, it's so funny. The Fosters? That, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Let's just say that That we were Noah Centineo stands before anyone else knew who he was. No, I'm going to say that I was never a Noah Centineo stand, and I still am not a so an an (laughs) Oh! I'm going to say I, I really liked Miss Jesus, but we're not going to talk about it. Okay. So my second little piece of that is about Dick Sargent, who is the second actor that played Darren. I love him. His birthday was the other day. So he came out as gay on National Coming Out Day oh, in 1991, okay. mainly because of the rate of suicide for queer youth. Yeah. And it's it's very beautiful that he was able to come out, but he was, you know, an old man. He's a precious little mm-hmm. old man. But so in 1992 at L.A. Pride... Dick Sargent and Elizabeth Montgomery, who is the actress who plays Samantha Stevens in Bewitched, they were grand marshals oh. at the Pride, and they like rode in the parade, and they were oh, so cute. Oh, I love cute. that. It's so oh, cute, I and I that. guess that kind of goes as another like iconic moment. But I just wanted to mention that because I think that is the most precious thing in the world. I love that so much. Talk about another little thing that you have. Okay, so yeah, like I said, I only have like three things left, but one that I wanted to talk about is um you know i already talked about ryan murphy and i already talked about talked about um ms marcia p johnson and (laughs) sylvia rivera and i'm sorry that i keep talking about them but i truly love them and i don't know a single human alive that still talks about them and i just i i I need more people to do it so there's this amazing amazing show that i will uh, ruby knows i will talk about to the day i die it's called pose yes it's on fx created by ryan murphy i I love this show and it's because I I just have such an appreciation for queer stories being told that are not told. I really do. Yes. Pose is about the um, Harlem ballroom, ballroom scene in New York in the 80s. If you don't know a lot about that, I definitely recommend going to research it. There's a beautiful, amazing documentary called um, Paris is Burning on Netflix. I, mm-hmm. I've seen it like five million times. And it's, it's just, it's just brilliant and and beautiful. Um, but it was kind of the birth. I don't want to say the birth. It was kind of, um, it was a really big part of drag culture and and of queer culture. It was, it was a a place that it was kind of our, um, performance arena, I guess I I would say. Anyway, I really recommend it's really cute. There's tons of videos and, and information online about that, but the show focuses on, um, trans women of color. And first of all, it's the largest, trans women it's uh there are more trans women of color in this show than of any show in history wow it was something in like the 40s and 50s and i mean individual care i mean leading women i mean individual characters telling their own stories which is insane but and i and i will i will totally admit this is a thought that popped into my head at one time is i I think a big question for a long time was it's good that ryan ryan is using his privilege and platform to tell this story but what place does he really have to tell these stories yeah and then i researched (laughs) he (laughs) he started this he he isn't the one writing every like all of every episode he has worked so hard to make sure that trans women of color are telling these stories. Wow. Yeah. There are writers yes. on the show that are, that are queer and trans and, and, um, Oh, there's, there's several from the ballroom scene that he, he, you know, reached out to and said, look, I'm doing this show and I want wow. to tell the story, right? Please come help me tell it. They're in the show. They write the show. Billy Porter is in it. Come on. Oh my God. Um, MJ Rodriguez is, is one of the leads who she was on Broadway for a little while. And I just absolutely adore her. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Oh my gosh. And it's just such a, it's such a beautiful show that it tells true stories. It, I mean, it's, it's stories that were influenced by real things. And then That's it's really just, amazing. it's so beautiful. I think the first two seasons are on Netflix 
once you start it, it like you're going to get addicted. Like it's, <laughs> I need to watch it. it. Like you I can't do. stop watching it. Ruby, I'm telling you, you won't be able to stop watching it. It's glamor and it's fashion and it's so cute. Really admire people who are very aware mm-hmm. of their ability to tell a story and really aware of the ability to tell a story right. I think yeah. And like thing. when he, he accepted either an Emmy or a Golden Globe for the show as the creator. But I mean, I remember when he went on stage, um, this beautiful woman, Janet Mock, who is a, a lovely trans activist and is part of the creation of the show. And um, Our Lady J is an artist that, that has worked really hard on it. They, I mean, they all went up there with him and they were standing on stage accepting oh. this. And I, I just like think it's so beautiful that they got to yeah. stand on that stage and accept an award for telling stories that they that they know and that just tr- honestly just haven't been told. And I've been have been, um, I think, erased from a lot of uh, a lot of history and a lot of queer history. So spiel number 500 million for the no, day. No, <laughs> listen, I think you should take a shot every time we say tangent, every time we say spiel, every time. <laughs> yes, every time we start talking and can't stop. On the role of Ryan Murphy, though. So I just wanted to point out, like, as a thing, um, I am someone who really admires, like, different eras. And I love to mm-hmm. love those kinds of things now and kind of bring inspiration into a lot of the things I do. Right. And I, myself, am a fan of, like, old Hollywood and mm-hmm. all those kinds of ladies and all those people. But to go on, like, the history side of it, there's the new show that's going to come out. It might even come out in, like, the next few days, maybe next oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, in, I think it's like, May 1st or something. Yeah. Uh, it's early May. Is it just called Hollywood? It's just called Hollywood. Yeah, but you know what? Is it, is it a show or a movie? Part of me thinks it's a series. I thought it was, too, and somebody told me it was a movie. I mean, I'll take it either way. I know. I love that we don't really know what we're talking about. No, but, but you know. There's going to be a new, like, Netflix production. And it's a Ryan Murphy one as well, and it's called Hollywood. And what I took from the trailer, it's a little confusing. Maybe just go watch the trailer so I don't confuse you some more. But I think what he, like, what they're trying to do is it's set in old Hollywood. It looks like the 40s. I'm going to say it's the 40s or the early 50s. Okay. And they kind of rewrote history for queer actors and actors like yeah. people of color which i think is interesting yeah. and, I, and hope... I think sex workers too yes see it looks very interesting especially during that time because i know we still it's insane how that can still be relevant to be such a struggle right now in the industry mm-hmm. but to put it in perspective from back then when it was way different as well i'm very excited yeah. to see how he rewrote the history of people in the industry that's something i'm very yeah. i'm very excited for this is a really important thing I want to talk about. I feel like these extra things really just kind of go up on my list of, like, iconic moments in art. Okay. I love Stevie Nicks. Yeah, you she do. She is one of my very favorite creatives ever. She's my favorite songwriter. Mm-hmm. I very much love her. So, she had an amazing solo career. She had this amazing song called Stand Back. And so, I think about, like, a year or two ago, I was doing, like, research on it and, like, kind of like listening to her talk about recording the album and writing the album and so she had heard the song little red corvette by prince Mm -hmm. she loved it so she essentially kind of wrote a song on top of it like rearranged things kind of rewrote a song and you know prince has always kind of been untouchable i think after his career really bloomed he's you know royalty Mm -hmm. (laughs) like actually and so she somehow found a way to reach out to him and say, hey, I really loved your song. I wrote a song on top of it, and I'd love for you to come hear it. This very intimidating man came over to wherever she, like, she was recording. He didn't say much. He listened to the song. He loved it. He recorded guitar and like synth, I think, on top of it, and then left. Oh, my and God. And now that song is as beautiful as it is. I don't know if I'm able to tell the story entirely right, but I do know that that's kind of the basis. Wait, that is so cool. I am so obsessed with that. I'm so obsessed with that. And That's I, amazing. It's a very magical little moment, I think, that happened. And she is so cute when she talks about that experience. I, I love that because I, myself, am also a very big Prince fan, and I really draw inspiration from both of them. They're really at the top of my inspiration list. Yeah. So it, it was just... That's why it's funny is that the two people that you kind of idolized the most were ended up working together. Is that funny? I know. I took that as like a very beautiful sign from like my angels or something when I found that out. Yes. That's like the last thing on my list. I love it. Okay. I just, I just have two more. Give it to me. Okay. These are both pieces of music. The first is I've said before that I love the 1975. Yes. I love Maddie Healy. I, I think he's my favorite songwriter ever. The song Love It If We Made It oh. is, I mean, one of, okay. It's a song really dear to me, I think, because I was not expecting it from them, but I, I really quickly got very obsessed with no, with like, I really needed to know every single piece of it and know why. Um, 
And so he d- he actually did a video with Genius where he wrote I down the lyrics video. and talked yeah. about it, and it's really amazing. Totally go watch it. But I am not kidding when I tell you that I genuinely think this song is going to go down in history as one of the most influential political anthems ever wow. written. I hope that people take the time to, to read the song and know the song and, and get it. Um, I'm not going to say it, but one of my favorite parts about, about him writing this is there's a line in the song that has a cuss word in it. And Maddie Healy said that he, when he was writing, he said, um, it's a quote from yes. Trump and it's, it's not a no, good quote. y'all. It's not a good one. And he, mind. it's a quote from Trump. He said that for him, for his song to be played on public radio, he would have to be censored for quoting the leader of the free world. And that, that... blew my mind. Wow. There's just all the verses are so serious. They are so serious. I don't know how he managed to turn that into such a masterpiece, but first of all, it's a good song. Yes, Second it of all, is. it like I listen to it when I get really frustrated politically. I remember um not to like zoop, but I remember when um like Parkland happened. I remember listening to that song on repeat because of how wow. upset I was wow. and how annoyed uh, not not annoyed, but how frustrated I was with the country being so polarized yes. over over yes. that situation. I remember listening to that song on repeat for a week straight and just using that as where where I where I put my energy anyway so I really like it I really recommend it um that's that's a good thing I that song I had a big phase with that song too it was like the only song I listened to for I think three weeks yes so my last thing is an album that is a very um I that I just have such a connection to I think as as so many people do I'm I'm you know I'm not alone in this um it's called melodrama it's by lord this is nothing new I know you people know it I know that everyone knows about this but it, um, I think it came out when we were juniors, yeah. I'm going to say. she. I, I love her as a person. I think she is one of the most poetic people on the planet. If, if you watch an interview with her and just or, or watch a performance of one of her concerts, just listen to the way she speaks. It's so elegant and beautiful and like true and down to earth. And you can tell that she is just so thankful for every second she gets to share music with people. It's beautiful. One of the things I loved was she said that when she was writing it, she flew herself to, an, to a deserted island for three days and had nothing but her it was like her and her um journal and like food and stuff but like she flew herself to an island no phone no computer or anything and just wrote this album not in three days but wrote a lot of it with or started a lot of it in these three days just by herself on this island and i'm like that that's just that's amazing i think <laughs> i wish i could do that sometimes and one day one yeah. day we'll be able to yeah. do i like that side of like the creative process i think that's that's very cool. Yeah. So that's all the stuff on my list. Um, are we, do you have anything else you want to share? No. I mean, the thing is, I said this in the beginning, it's really hard. There's no way that we could pinpoint everything iconic to us yeah. in the world, to other people. These are just things that we're able to roll off the top of our head for some fun things to talk about. Yeah. But I think it's time for our moment of the week. So our moment of the week, this is a little segment that we're going to have in every episode where we kind of talk about our current weekly obsessions, things that we like, regardless of what they are. You want me to go first? You are welcome to. Okay. Well, I am currently having a battle with my oily hair and I cannot take it anymore. And I am trying to use like natural organic resources to fix my problem. I heard that dandelion tea can help and so no i've been chugging it i've been chugging oh, oh you mean drinking it not putting it in your hair oh no 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 no! like drinking it wow yeah so that's but it's actually really good i use almond milk and honey in it drinking it right now in my darth vader mug oh i see it it's true guys <laughs> i can't tell you if like results are in and if things are looking pretty positive but i've been liking it and i actually think it's a very nice little nighttime tea to have because okay, i also think it's good for your liver okay i think there's that's a important. lot of good good properties that come out of dandelion tea got it but what's the moment of the week you're having my dear um i actually i'm gonna look at my phone so that i don't get any of this wrong okay there's this um beautiful woman by the name of uh rena sabayama if i'm saying that correctly and she um makes she just makes the coolest freaking music i don't like it's it's just really cool and she just released a new album recently um called sabayama called it's just it's like self-titled i guess with a lot of really really cool songs but she's this one song called love me for me and i just think it's a beautiful like pop bop like if that makes sense like i just think it's it's really fun just to put on in the car and drive to and then her talking about like loving herself is amazing and i love that for her do you have more moments i have one i do have one um so this is actually a a poet or some poetry that that i've that I've actually been enjoying um his okay so the, it's a it's a person that writes poetry <laughs> I said this is so weird <laughs> no, you okay so yeah let me do it again 
yeah, so my last thing is actually poetry um, by his name is Cowboy Kobe, and he has been I've I followed him on Twitter for a long while, and he um, has been posting like poems that he's written or like spreads he's done with his with his writings kind of there. But he has a new book that's called Fantasy Treasury that comes out soon. I think like this summer sometime, um, and I I think he is a really beautiful writer, and he writes about some oh, really wow, serious I'm things. To read it. So I highly recommend that you can find him on social media at Cowboy Kobe C O B E. Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited. And that's to all read the that. info there. <laughs> Okay, I have one more. Okay, go off. A song that I actually found through the Twilight Zone. Okay. But it's called One for My Baby and One More for the Road. And I know a lot of artists heard of did versions of this song, but I really like the Billie Holiday one right now. Okay. It's very beautiful. I just really like old jazz like that. So yeah. that's that's my song of the week too. But those are my moments. Beautiful. Well, yay. Um, I'm so glad we got to kind of talk about, talk about this and celebrate some art yeah. that we enjoy and some maybe memories that were fun for us. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I, I liked I liked being able to just um, just talk talk about happy things for a minute because I feel like it's been a lot of negativity um, around us around me at least lately. Yeah, and I know we did we did go down some little rabbit holes about some serious yeah. things, not necessarily happy things, but I still think it's it's very beautiful for us to be able to talk about things that we're interested in or that we are passionate about learning and history that we need to still be talking about because yeah. we want to have those conversations that aren't being had. But I think. It was very fun to sit down this week and to just talk about things, mm-hmm. things that are on our minds. Right. And like I said a million times before, we obviously couldn't pinpoint every single iconic moment that we know. Yeah. But these were just the basic ones we were able to come up with tonight. And I think it was fun to just have been able to talk about them. Yeah, this is great. So thank you so much for listening all the way to this part. If you yes, did, thank this you. part, that's not how you say it. You say it better than oh me. Oh my God. I know that's like my tagline, I guess I say. Yeah, I do it. I don't know why. I'll do it. Thank you so much for listening all the way to this point if you did. We greatly appreciate it, and we are so glad that you were able to hang out with us for a little bit on this week. Uh, you can find us on our socials at A Podcast Moment on Twitter and Instagram. And on our uh, website is boyfriendjeans.me slash a podcast moment. You can also find Ruby's YouTube channel, The Lovely and oh, Lonely wow. Show, all yes. over the, the internet. You can also find our personal socials through our podcast socials. Yes. And yeah, I guess that's all we have to say. I hope you guys have had an amazing week and we will see you next time. Bye, y'all. Goodbye, honeys. Mm